Hey, are you looking for new and innovative ways to connect with your children? Do you want to learn how to connect with them through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture? Then look no further than my company, The Glad Dad. I'm Dion, a keynote speaker, professional development trainer, and workshop presenter. And I'm also an expert in family engagement. And I want to show you and everyone around you how to use the latest trends to connect with young people on a much deeper level. A level that will truly break down barriers and create change. By working with The Glad Dad, you'll learn how to break through the noise and meet young people where they are to connect with them on their level. You'll discover new ways to communicate, engage, and create meaningful connections that'll last a lifetime. Whether you're a parent, teacher, or youth leader, I want to teach you the strategies that'll help you connect with your kids like never before. From keynote speeches to professional development training, I got you covered. So don't wait any longer. Visit my website, DionChavis.com today to learn more about how I can help you connect with your children through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture. Your kids will thank you for it. That's right, The Glad Dad, helping adults establish positive relationships with young people. Reach out to me today and let's discuss how I can serve you and your staff. Now let's get back to the podcast. By granting your child a sense of autonomy and involving them in the decision-making process, you empower them to feel in control and you uh, reduce the likelihood of meltdowns. Hey, y'all, welcome to the latest episode of the number one podcast for Black parents, Black people parenting, where we have conversations with Black folks about raising Black children. I'm your host, family engagement educator and the glad dad, Dion Chavis. And on today's episode of Black People Parenting, we're diving deep into the topic of managing tantrums and meltdowns in our children. Now, this is a topic that hits home especially hard for me because my wife and I have been dealing with a lot of meltdowns from our five-year-old lately. It seems like we've been walking on eggshells <laughs> almost every day for the last month or so, because we just never know what's going to cause him to have a meltdown. Now, for those who are new to the show or those who may not know, my baby boy is on the autism spectrum. So no day is ever the same on this journey. And meltdowns are a lot more common around our house than they are for most folks. So that can make discipline and correction and communication very difficult at times. And as we all know, tantrums and meltdowns are challenging for both parents and caregivers. So we've been trying to implement specific strategies and techniques that we can use to navigate these situations in a calm and, you know, constructive manner, as opposed to discipline from a position of anger. First, let's start by understanding what tantrums and meltdowns are. So tantrums are intense emotional outbursts. They're commonly seen in young children, and they're usually triggered by frustration, fatigue, hunger, or a strong desire for independence. During a tantrum, a child may express their emotions through crying, screaming, kicking, or even throwing objects. Tantrums are a normal part of a child's development uh, as children learn to navigate and express their feelings, right? So on the other hand, meltdowns can occur when a child becomes overwhelmed uh, by sensory input, anxiety, or an inability to cope with 
intense emotions. These overwhelming situations can lead to a loss of control. They can also result in those meltdowns. During a meltdown, a child may experience difficulty communicating. Uh, they might become inconsolable. They can exhibit repetitive behaviors, or they can also become physically aggressive. Meltdowns are often associated with children on the autism spectrum or those with sensory processing difficulties, but they can also occur in children without any underlying conditions. So that's why I wanna dive into this. It's important to recognize that every child is unique and their triggers for tantrums and meltdowns may vary. Certain sounds, textures, or situations can impact whether your child has a meltdown or not. For example, a crowded and uh, noisy environment, sudden changes in routine, or being exposed to certain smells or textures might trigger a meltdown for some kids. Being in tune with your child's individual triggers allows you to practice uh, proactive steps that can help to prevent or minimize the occurrence of tantrums and meltdowns. By doing things like observing your child's behavior and noting their specific triggers, you can create an environment that supports their emotional well-being. Now, this might involve establishing a consistent routine, providing regular breaks, or creating a calm and quiet space where they can retreat when they feel like they're overwhelmed. Sometimes as adults, we need to retreat, right? And understanding and addressing your child's unique needs and sensitivities can help to reduce the frequency and intensity of those tantrums and those meltdowns. Remember, responding to a tantrum and meltdown with empathy and understanding is going to be crucial Children need reassurance and guidance during these challenging moments. And by acknowledging their emotions and helping them to identify and express their feelings in a more constructive way, you can teach them healthier coping strategies, right? So remember to remain calm yourself as your reaction can influence your child's response. Offering comfort, using soothing words, and providing physical touch, if it's welcomed, can help your child to feel supported and secure during these intense episodes. Also, understanding the difference between tantrums and meltdowns and being aware of your child's triggers are more important steps that you can take in effectively managing these situations. By creating a nurturing and understanding environment, you can help your child develop emotional regulation skills and support their overall well-being on this journey. Empathy plays a significant role in managing tantrums. It also helps with meltdowns. Put yourself in your child's shoes for a moment and try to understand the frustration or the overwhelm that comes when they are experiencing uh, a meltdown. Imagine how it will feel to be in a situation where you lack the control or you struggle to express yourself. Responding with empathy can help to diffuse the situation and it can create a sense of security for your child. When your child is in the middle of a tantrum or when they're in the middle of a meltdown, it's important to acknowledge their emotions and let them know that you understand their feelings. You can use phrases like, I can see that you're feeling upset right now. Or you can say something like, it looks like you're feeling overwhelmed. 
This helps to validate their emotions and shows them that their feelings are recognized and accepted. As adults, we want our feelings to be validated. So why should it be any different from our little people? Try to offer comforting words and gestures to show your support. You can say things like, I'm here for you. I understand that this is hard for you, or it's okay to feel upset. And those are the types of phrases that a lot of us didn't grow up hearing. But by demonstrating empathy, you can help your child feel heard and understood, which can gradually diffuse their distress. In addition to verbal reassurance, physical gestures can also provide comfort. Some children find so, uh, solace in hugs and uh, gentle touches or being held during these difficult moments. Other kiddos may uh, prefer having personal space and not be comfortable with physical contact. Observe your child's cues and respect their boundaries, offering physical support only if they welcome it. Also, it's important to remember that empathy is not about giving in to their demands. It's not about allowing inappropriate behavior. It's about understanding their emotions and helping them to navigate those feelings in a more constructive, healthy manner. You have to set clear boundaries and calmly communicate what the expectations are while still acknowledging their emotional state. For example, you can say something like, I understand you're frustrated, but hitting is not okay. Let's find a different way to express your anger. By responding with empathy, you create an environment of trust and emotional safety, and they feel more secure in expressing their emotions. Over time, this can help them to develop uh, better emotional regulation skills and healthier ways of dealing with frustration and overwhelm. Remember, empathy is a skill that can be cultivated and developed and refined over time. By consistently showing empathy towards your child during tantrums and during their meltdowns, you teach them the importance of uh, having an empathetic tone and having an empathetic voice and understanding and uh, being compassionate in their interactions with other folks. A few days ago, I took my son to the barbershop for a haircut, and he'd been to this barbershop a couple of times before, but this time it was crowded and a little noisier than usual. So his sensory sensitivities were already on high alert, but then he realized that his tablet wasn't connected to the Wi-Fi, so he couldn't play his games, and he became very upset and somewhat inconsolable. In that moment, I had to step back take a deep breath and remind myself to respond with empathy in this situation. I got down to his level. I maintained a calm tone and softly said to him that I can see that this is a really hard situation for you. It's loud and it's crowded and your tablet isn't working right now, but it's okay to feel overwhelmed. And we sat for a bit while I worked on getting the tablet set up with the internet. I assured him that we could find a solution and gradually his distress started to subside. And we were able, we were able to get his tablet connected to the Wi-Fi. And once we did that, he was able to get calm and to get his haircut. Experiences like this are what teach me the power of empathy. It helps me to learn how to manage his meltdowns a little bit better, because by recognizing and validating my son's emotions, I was able to support him through a challenging situation. It reinforced the importance of empathy and fostering a strong parent-child bond and helping my child develop. 
It helped him to gain some emotional resilience. Something else to keep in mind is that preparing uh, ahead of time can be incredibly helpful when you know that a situation or an event might trigger a tantrum or meltdown. And by proactively planning and providing clear expectations and explanations, you can help your child navigate challenging situations with more ease. You can start by explaining what to expect. You can discuss the behavior that you expect from your child. For example, if you're going to a busy supermarket, you can say something like, we're going to the supermarket, which might be crowded, it might be noisy. It's important to stay close to me and hold my hand. We'll make a shopping list together and you can help me pick out some of the grocery items. Visual aids such as uh, social stories or visual stories have been key for us also. They can also be beneficial in preparing children for new experiences. Social stories use simple language and visual images to describe a specific situation. This helps children to understand what will happen and how they should respond. Visual schedules outline the sequences of events in a, a visual form, providing a clear and predictable structure for your child. Before an event or an outing, sit down with your child and go through the social story or the visual schedule together. This gives them a, a visual representation of what exactly is going to occur, and it allows them to mentally prepare for the upcoming experience. We've used visual stories and social stories for things like potty training, for sleeping in his own bedroom, things like that. Uh, you can also encourage your child to ask questions and address any concerns that they may have involving uh, the preparation process because this empowers them and it reduces the likelihood of power struggles that may trigger a tantrum or a meltdown. You can also offer them choices within appropriate boundaries, such as allowing them to select their outfit for uh, the outing or deciding which snack they want to take. By granting your child a sense of autonomy and involving them in the decision-making process, you empower them to feel in control and you uh, reduce the likelihood of meltdowns. Now, these meltdowns that are triggered by personal lack of control can, can pose some problems. So you wanna figure out how you can reduce them. Additionally, establishing routines can provide a sense of predictability and stability for your child. Consistency in daily activities such as mealtimes, bedtime routines, and transition rituals can help minimize anxiety and create a sense of security. When a child uh, is knowing what to expect, when they know what to expect and they feel a sense of structure, they're less likely to become overwhelmed or resistant. This reduces the likelihood of tantrums. One time I was at my son's school and a parent and I were talking and she was telling me about a family gathering at a crowded park that they knew would be overwhelming for their child. Just because she knew that the child had specific sensory sensitivities. So to prepare that child ahead of time, the parent created a visual schedule with pictures showing each activity that would take place during the gathering. She told me that she sat with her child and discussed each step of the event. She also uh, took a small bag filled with sensory toys and comfort items that her child could use as needed. This gave the child a sense of security and provided a uh, sense of familiarity and a soothing experience in the middle of that busy environment. During the event, when the child started to feel overwhelmed, the mom uh, referred to the visual schedule. 
This gave the child an idea of what exactly was going on, and it reminded them of what was coming next. It also reassured them that they could take a break if they needed to. By preparing the child ahead and involving the child in the planning process, they were able to navigate the family gathering more smoothly. And the child felt more comfortable and more confident and a little bit more in control. Hearing this mom tell this story highlighted the importance of preparing for potentially triggering situations and involving kids in the process. It helped them to proactively address the needs of the child. It helped to reduce the anxiety and it prevented a meltdown. Planning ahead and using visual aids can be a powerful tool in supporting children with tantrums and meltdowns. During a tantrum or meltdown, it's crucial to remain calm and composed. Remember, your child is overwhelmed by their own emotions and getting upset or getting angry will only escalate the situation. Sometimes you just gotta take a deep breath and make sure that you focus on maintaining a sense of calm over everything else. Consistency is a key in managing tantrums and meltdowns. Establishing clear boundaries and consequences for inappropriate behavior. Also, make sure you're consistently following through with the consequences. This provides a sense of predictability for your child, and it also helps them to understand the expectations and the consequences of their actions. While it may be tempting to give in to your child's demands, it may be tempting to give them what they want during their tantrum or during their meltdown, it's important to avoid doing so. Giving in reinforces the idea that tantrums are an effective way to get what they want. Instead, wait for the tantrum to subside before addressing the issue and discuss alternative ways to communicate their needs. Effective communication is crucial in managing tantrums and meltdowns. Encourage your child to express their feelings using age-appropriate language. That's very key. You can validate their emotions and actively listen to what they're saying. But also, you want to be sure that you're avoiding dismissive or judgmental responses. When your child is calm, engage in an open and honest conversation about their emotions and their triggers. Talk to them about this behavior. Help them to develop a vocabulary of uh, expressive uh, words that tell you how they feel. And teach them alternative ways to cope with difficult emotions. Emphasize to them the importance of using words to communicate their needs rather than responding to tantrums. Redirecting your child's attention is a valuable technique to employ when faced with a tantrum or a meltdown because it involves introducing a distraction or engaging them in an alternative activity that captures their interest and kind of takes their attention away from the meltdown. It redirects their focus away from that triggering situation. The goal is to help them to calm down and to move past the intense emotions that they're experiencing. Here are some additional details and examples to illustrate how to effectively redirect your child's attention. One thing that you can do, you can offer them a favorite toy. During a tantrum or meltdown, present your child with a toy or an object that they found particularly engaging. This can be a stuffed animal, it can be a puzzle or a sensory toy, you know, like the poppets or the fidget spinners, things like that. By placing the preferred toy in their hands, you provide a positive and familiar stimulus that can capture their attention and shift their focus away from the source of their distress. Another option is to suggest a game. Engaging your child in a game can be an effective way to redirect their attention. 
You can choose a game that they enjoy and can easily participate in. It can be something as simple as playing Simon Says, engaging in a round of I Spy, or encouraging them to join in a playful activity like blowing bubbles or playing catch. A lot of times for my son and I, blowing bubbles, uh, we'll take him outside and he likes to blow bubbles and pop the bubbles. But by involving them in an engaging game, you create a positive diversion that helps them to transition from the state of distress to a more relaxed and more engaged mindset. You can also sing a song or recite a rhyme. Music and rhymes have soothing and uh, distracting effects on children. Singing a familiar song or reciting a familiar rhyme together can redirect their attention and provide a calm uh, influence. Choosing a song or a rhyme that their child enjoys should be easy, right? Because they can follow along and you can sing their favorite nursery rhyme, their favorite silly song, or even create a more calming melody together. Make up a song, make up a rhyme. The rhythm and familiarity of the song can help them to kind of shift their focus and regulate their emotions. So just think creatively about what types of things that you can do, but also remember that each child is unique and what works for one may not always work for the other. And it's important to observe and understand your child's interests and preferences before these meltdowns and before these tantrums happens, happen if you want to effectively redirect their attention. By employing these techniques, you can create a positive and supportive environment that aids in calming your child during moments of distress. Teaching your child self-regulation techniques is another valuable approach. Help them to identify physical signs of escalating emotions, such as a racing heartbeat or tense muscles, and teach them simple techniques to self-soothe. Deep breathing exercises, counting to 10, or squeezing a stress ball can all help them regain control over their emotions. Practice these techniques during calm moments so they become familiar and easy to implement when needed. We actually have a list of things that we allow our son to choose from to help him get uh, calm during a meltdown. He has a stress ball. He also likes to color. He also likes to do crafts. But consistency in your parenting approach is crucial when managing tantrums and meltdowns. Collaborate with other caregivers or with other family members who are involved in your child's care to establish a consistent strategy and to set boundaries. By presenting a united front, you provide a stable and predictable environment for your child. Now, this can help to reduce the occurrences and the intensity of these tantrums and meltdowns. You also have to take care of yourself as a parent or caregiver. Dealing with tantrums and meltdowns can be emotionally draining. So it's important to prioritize self-care. Ensure that you have a support network and that you don't hesitate to ask for help when you need it. But also be sure that you're taking breaks, engaging in activities that recharge you and seek emotional support to navigate the challenges of parenting. And lastly, if you find that your child's tantrums or meltdowns are frequent, they're intense, or significantly impacting their daily life, it may be beneficial to consult a healthcare professional or a pediatrician because they can help you to determine if their underlying issues such as sensory processing difficulties or developmental delays these things can require specialized intervention or support. And a lot of times folks in our community, we are scared or afraid to take that step to ask for help with situations like this because of the stigma that is attached to it. 
But remember, tantrums and meltdowns when you're managing them, managing them, it's a lesson. It's a learning process, right? You and your child are both learning how to manage these things. And using these strategies can help you to uh, meet your child's individual needs. You can foster their emotional development and you can create a supportive environment that promotes positive behaviors and effective communications. One important aspect of managing these challenging behaviors is to establish a clear and concise age appropriate expectation for your child. Communicate the rules and the boundaries in a calm and consistent manner. Help them to understand what behavior is acceptable and what is not. And instead of focusing on what they can't do, you can always use positive language to emphasize what they should do. For example, you can choose to say things like, we use gentle hands, rather than saying things like, don't hit. This positive approach helps your child to understand the desired behavior and encourages them to follow the rules. Modeling positive behavior is also crucial in managing tantrums and meltdowns. Children learn by observing and imitating those around them, especially their parents and caregivers. By being mindful of how you react to frustrating or overwhelming situations, remaining calm and using appropriate language and demonstrating healthy coping mechanisms when you're faced with challenges, when your child is, is faced with something difficult, they know how to respond because they've seen how you respond. And they're more likely to learn and adopt the strategies that you use themselves. Encouraging self-calming and self-care and using these strategies can empower your child to manage their emotions independently. Teach them age-appropriate techniques such as deep breathing, counting to 10, or taking a break in a quiet space. In our home, we have a quiet corner for our son. Help them to identify what works best for them and incorporate these strategies into their daily routine. By practicing self-calming techniques together during calm moments, you can reinforce the idea that these strategies are tools that they can use when they feel overwhelmed or when they're upset. It's also important to address any underlying issues that may contribute to tantrums or meltdowns. Some children may have sensory processing difficulties or other developmental challenges that impact their ability to cope with overwhelming emotions. Now, this is something that, again, has been kind of uh, given a stigma in our community. A lot of times with Black folks, we don't consider these things, but we have to be sure that we are consulting our healthcare professionals, consulting our pediatricians, and folks who can assess our children's specific situations and provide guidance and support tailored to their individual needs. You can't be afraid to reach out to the folks who can help you. Dealing with tantrums in public can be particularly challenging for parents and caregivers. The attention and judgment and the side eyes from others can intensify feelings of embarrassment and frustration. In these types of situations, it's crucial to stay calm and composed. Take a deep breath, center yourself and focus on your child's needs. If possible, move your child to a quieter or less stimulating area to minimize sensory overload. Use soothing words and gestures to offer comfort and empathy. Remember to maintain your boundaries and expectations even when you're in public and communicate calmly and assertively with your child. When it comes to managing meltdowns in older children, it's important to validate their emotions and create a safe space for expression. Let them know that their feelings are valid and understandable. Encourage them to talk about their concerns and actively listen without judgment. 
Help them to develop an effective coping mechanism, such as journaling, practicing mindfulness, or engaging in physical activities. Collaborate with your child to find solutions to the issues that trigger their meltdowns. Work together with them and consider seeking professional support if needed. Managing tantrums and managing meltdowns requires a combination of um, understanding, it requires empathy, consistency, and effective communication. And by implementing these strategies and seeking appropriate support when necessary, you can create a supportive and nurturing environment for your child. You can help them to grow emotionally. You can help their well-being. But remember, you're not on this journey alone. And with patience and persistence, you can navigate these challenging moments together. Remember, every child is unique and what works for one may not always work for another. It may take time. You may have to look for uh, several different strategies that work. There may have to be a combination of strategies that work together, but be patient with yourself. Be patient with your child as you all navigate this challenging phase of development. And always give yourself grace. I have personally found that a combination of empathy, understanding, and consistent boundaries help my son manage his tantrums and his meltdowns more effectively. It takes time. And I think we're still in the trial and error phase. He's only five. But we're trying to figure this thing out and trying to figure out exactly what techniques worse work best for him. It's trial and error. It's a process. It's a journey that my entire family is on together. But finally, remember to take care of yourself. I know I keep saying this because parenting can be demanding and it's very hard. But seek support from your loved ones, join a parenting support group to share your experiences with, and gain valuable insights from others who've gone through similar situations. I hope these tips, these resources, and personal stories provide you with some guidance and reassurance as you navigate the challenges of tantrums and meltdowns with your child. But remember, you're doing a great job. And with love, patience, and understanding, you can help your child develop healthy emotional regulation skills. As we conclude, I wanna encourage you to reflect on today's conversation. I want you to take action. I want you to equip yourself with the tools and strategies shared, and above all, approach tantrums and meltdowns with patience. Approach them with understanding and approach them with love for your babies. If you found some value in this episode, don't forget to share and subscribe. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Also, be sure to join the private Black People Parenting uh, Facebook page. So that's where you can get support from other parents who uh, have been through similar situations, who are going through similar situations. Feel free to check us out. But until next time, take care of each other, take care of your kids, and in the midst of it all, don't forget to take care of yourselves. I'll holler at y'all later. Peace. Hey, are you looking for new and innovative ways to connect with your children? Do you want to learn how to connect with them through hip hop, social media, and popular culture? Then look no further than my company, The Glad Dad. I'm Dion, a keynote speaker, professional development trainer, and workshop presenter. And I'm also an expert in family engagement. And I want to show you and everyone around you how to use the latest trends to connect with young people on a much deeper level, a level that will truly break down barriers and create change. By working with The Glad Dad, you'll learn how to break through the noise and meet young people where they are to connect with them on their level. You'll discover new ways to communicate, engage, and create meaningful connections that'll last a lifetime. 
Whether you're a parent, teacher, or youth leader, I want to teach you the strategies that will help you connect with your kids like never before. From keynote speeches to professional development training, I got you covered. So don't wait any longer. Visit my website, DionChavis.com today to learn more about how I can help you connect with your children through hip-hop, social media, and popular culture. Your kids will thank you for it. That's right, the Glad Dad, helping adults establish positive relationships with young people. Reach out to me today and let's discuss how I can serve you and your staff. Now let's get back to the podcast.